Well, welcome to Straight Talk once more this week, uh, Real Journeys with your host, Carla Bennett. I am so excited for this particular episode because I'll be interviewing someone that I love a lot. Name is Winston Williams. She has been an integral part of my life and my children's life. As a matter of fact, my whole family's life for so many years. I would say it's a little bit over 20 years that we have been um, a part of each other's lives. And so... I am excited and a little nervous to interview her because of the powerful woman that she is. And when I say powerful, a powerful woman of God that loves the Lord. And as a matter of fact, was very integral in having me come back to the Lord in fully. I remember when I was straight, straight away, and um, you'll probably see that in my third book. Um, she was one of those people that would call me in the middle of the night with scriptures <laughs> And at the end of every scripture or a word from God, she would always say, I love you. And I'm like, why is this lady always telling me that she loves me? But I tell you, those I love you brought me back to Christ and in fullness. And so she never hesitated to share her real journey with me. So once again, I want to welcome you, Winsome Williams. I call her Auntie Cherry. I call oh, her Maureen. I, I call her so much. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I call her so many things. And as you know, that uh, straight talk is never scripted. It's always goes by the move of how what the Lord wants us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that impacted me most about her was her testimony. Wow. So I think that's where we'll start today and see where it leads to. All right. So we are not going to pretend. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I am excited, nervous, like you said, because we have been so open and comfortable with each other. Yes. Carla is the daughter that I didn't give birth to in the physical, but in the spiritual. I know she was birthed out of my spiritual womb. So my testimony is one of the things that really bond Carla and I. As you know, Carla... When I met you, you were at that place of indecisiveness. I would say church earth, yes. church disappointed, and other things that was happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I felt comfortable with sharing my testimony of divorcee and trying to find love in the wrong places. Ended up into the parties and the nightclub, which caused Carla I to pop open. <laughs> but she saw me as the same, mm-hmm. untouched, living a light bulb. And I told her, you know, Revelation 12, 11 tells us that we are overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So I felt liberated to share my testimony with you, which was when the Lord actually brought me back out of a backslidden state. Mm-hmm. For those of you in Jamaica, no, turntable club. I was in the club dancing a storm away. And when the person I was dancing with span me around, my entire life flashed before my very eye. I believe in the return of the Lord, even in a backslidden stage. And so I was like, oh no, God, you can't take me out of this place. I don't want you to find me here mm. when the rapture comes. Wow. And so when I share that with you, Carla, it really opened your eyes to where am I, Carla? What if the Lord should come? What would be my answer? And I, I like that you interjected that because I remember when I literally met you, I was in a very 
I would call it, it wasn't, it was dark, mm -hmm. but I knew that I knew I was on my way back to the Lord. Yes. I was also in a backslidden state. Mm -hmm. And many times um, we get a lot of church hurt. And I like that you mentioned that because mm -hmm. church hurt sometimes comes from people not being transparent and yes. vulnerable mm -hmm. with their testimony. And mm -hmm. I found that when I met you, you were extremely vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the person I'm seeing is not the person that you were describing at that time. Right. And uh, so, you know, she used to do my hair. And let me tell you, my hair used to get a lot of compliments because she knows about hair care. So, and, you know, she was an amazing cosmetologist. I can tell you that Thank about you. her. And so I just want you, Auntie Cherry, because that's the love name I'm going to call her. You have here. To. <laughs> so, I, Auntie Cherry, I just want us to really dive into this conversation about your transition. And the reason why I want us to do that, because... So many people like myself are on the fence right now about, you know, does God really love them where they're at, mm -hmm. you know, or I've been had so much church hurt or not just church hurt, but people have hurt me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm divorced. You know, I'm seeking love in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. I am not worthy. Yes. And with through your journey, and I just want you to detail your journey a little bit about how did you transition from that place where it was nightclubs and, and whatever to, to Christ. An awareness happened, like I said, in the nightclub. And I didn't know it was the presence of the Holy Spirit at that time, Carla. And so I left the nightclub with my, I was a ringleader then. So I had my aunt, young aunt and cousin. And they were frightened to see me stop dancing and was just outside. And they came out and asked me, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, 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 man. When you guys ready, we go. I was the race car driver. I was the, as I said, the real leader. And when we got home, anybody know a black woman? You don't shampoo your hair at night. <laughs> but the stench of sin, mm -hmm. it's like it was piercing through my skin. And I wanted a cleansing. No church, nobody. Just that present. As I said, I didn't recognize it was the Holy Spirit. And I showered and I tried to get my body clean. And I felt a sense of cleanliness, but I felt like I needed to find myself back in the church. And again, I tell you the Sunday morning when I went to church, I remember the pastor as if he knew what was going in my heart, what, what, what I was wrestling with. And the man said, Jamaican style now, summer uno backslider, uno need to come back to God. And I'm like, why is this man talking about me? And you know, they hold up the finger and just run to the altar. <laughs> I did the hold up the finger like those mm -hmm. old ladies and ran to the altar. That day, I felt like a cleansing, a rededication took place. And it made a difference in my life. I was determined now to follow Jesus. No turning back. I have two daughters. And within that time frame, one of them wrote an essay at school that the person that they looked up to the most was me. Because my nightclub life, they would go to bed at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And like a thief in the night, that's when I would go to the club. Leave them secured, whether with my mom or somebody. They weren't left alone for, at any given time. And so when she said that, I was nervous now because I'm like, if they only know that their mom is not excitedly happy and not living in Christ, 
why would she want to be like me? And when you are ready, you ask God the question, show me me. And I was asking the Lord to show me me the way he saw me. And he used them too to help me to journey in that place. They started letting me know I have unforgiveness in my heart towards their dad. I get so angry. They felt the blunt of my anger at times. And so that essay woke me up and I now waken up and that I need to turn. And the Lord began to send me to his word. I got Psalms 51, which is David repentance prayer. And then I got Psalms 27. That meant a lot to me because at the time I was seeking help from my parents to set up a beauty parlor. And uh, my dad, who was the love of my life, the man that never tells me no, we had a clean relationship because, you know, I'm learning that mother, fathers and children don't mm -hmm. necessarily have a clean relationship. And when my dad told me, no, I couldn't get one of his business place to set up a beauty parlor, I was so hurt and disappointed. How could he listen to it? my mom, his wife, over giving me just the place to use? And the Lord sent me to Psalms 27. And he said, even though your mother and father forsake you, I will uphold you. And I'm like, wow. So I got Psalm 51 to repent. Mm -hmm. Psalms 27 to tell me don't trust man, mm -hmm. but to trust God. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing he did was put me into Psalms 91. Mm -hmm. He that dwelleth in the secret place, place of the most high God. Carla, even to say to you, I hear people 2020 just talk about Psalms 91, mm -hmm. but do they really understand mm -hmm. what Psalms 91 right. mean? And uh, in trying to make sure this is sealed, I started doing a devotional and just reading the word. And God will give me Jeremiah. He's married to the backslider. If they will return from that backsliding place, David said in Psalms 55, if it was an enemy had hurt me, I could understand it. Mm -hmm. And so I realized church had something to hurt to rub on you as well during that time. So transitioning from a world that where people love you mm -hmm. and going into the church where I still like to dress mm -hmm. and people are looking, why your skirt's so short? Why the red <laughs> lipstick? But I never know the red lipstick was a cover up oh. of the pain yeah. that I was going through. I just wanted to look good. Mm -hmm. My heart was broken. And I oh. thank God for his word, Carla, as I'm letting you understand, the Lord began to give me more and more scripture. So the church wasn't necessarily discipling me mm -hmm. and I'm not knocking the church, but that's how I got to know you and mm -hmm. was able to be open to you because I realized what you needed to hear, the church is not telling Carla that. Right, because I find that many issues that, especially as backsliders and as a previous one myself, that we face is that is a shame. Shame, yes. You know, sometimes you're reminded of that shame and guilt, Constantly. even in the church, mm -hmm. even on your return, you are reminded of, of that guilt and shame. And I recognize that when I came mm -hmm. to your shop and I remember when I mm -hmm. first interacted with you, I was wondering, who is this lady that was calling my dad? <laughs> <laughs> and you were honest with me about it. 
I was not happy because she was not my mother and she was yeah. for my father. Yeah. And if anybody knows very uh, very attached to my dad. And yeah. so and blunt with me and when very I blunt. Her, who are you? Yes, very I blunt. Wanted to know who she was, you know. <laughs> but what what I can tell you is that hearing someone describe their walk and you can relate to their journey and recognizing that there's hope exactly at the end of your journey mm -hmm, there's hope mm -hmm. there's a real journey that you take and there are obstacles and challenges yeah and i just want to ask you something i'm going to divert a little bit mm -hmm. i'm going to ask you because when you decided to return to the lord mm -hmm. some people think it's an automatic return what were some of your struggles Ooh. well um, you have to touch that <laughs> <laughs> what were some I tell of your you, people, Carla and I are open. <laughs> so my struggle at that time, because I'm gonna be honest, I'd be sure that with her, maybe she don't remember that's why she asking me again. <laughs> but at the time, I was in my early forties, mm -hmm. middle forties, somewhere about there, and they say, likely, life begins at forty. Mm -hmm. What part of life begins at 40 for you? I don't know. Right. But life begins at 40 that my hormone mm -hmm. were dead. <laughs> my sexual female hormone was alive. Very much so. How do I deal with this thing? I have two children that I'm trying to be a godly example to. Men are seeing me attractive and I wish they wouldn't look at me because my blood boiling and uh, how do i deal with it i'm gonna be raw and naked with you i called one of my daughter one day because along with this sexual drive want to do its thing and i know i wasn't dead in that area of my life i said to her do me a favor you know lay your hand on me in my female area and pray and ask god to keep your mother the poor child popped her eye out, look at me like, as what this my mother asking for. But I always tell my children, a good mother have a little flip side mm -hmm. where you go mad one at a minute, but you know, mad enough <laughs> to kill them. <laughs> so I think she realized that was one of mommy days of, you know, going there. And she prayed for me, an earnest prayer. And the church don't talk about masturbation, Carla. My hands clean. Clean hands and pure heart. God allow me not even to go down that road. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear other people talking about struggle, it is real. Yes. But they don't want facing. Yes. But I had to face my struggle with the man who created me. Yes. Jesus Christ must take it back, Lord. Put it under the subjection. Not kill me. Not yes. kill it. Mm -hmm. But put it under the subjection of the blood. And I sit here today to tell you, I wear a purity ring up to this day, at this age, 60 plus, mm -hmm. to remind myself and others who would be bold enough to still want to approach me to use this ring to ward them off. Yes. So the struggle is real, but creator of heaven and earth, he is the only one who can take care of it mm -hmm. with you making the choice that I want to walk in a place of clean hands and a pure heart and not lift up my soul unto vanity. Wow, that sends me right back to the scripture where your mind has to be renewed daily. Exactly. Your mind has to be renewed daily. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that 
that is probably one of the hardest thing, especially when you're out there in the world to mm -hmm. let go. As she described her struggle about, you know, sex. And that's something that <laughs> Christians sometimes cringe. You don't want to hear the word. <laughs> when they hear the word. But it is something that is spoken even so much. I, I remember going through a study right now with Corinthians and Paul talking about sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. And so he was even talking about people burning. If you if you if you if you want to get married and you find that you're going to burn, <laughs> get married. Because <laughs> he was trying to tell them, you know what, you know, maybe you don't have to get married. But if you really feel like you're burning, you need to get married. And I saw so sometimes I think there's so much judgmental ways that come out of this particular part. And mm -hmm. I don't know why this episode is more geared towards the backslider. I, I, we didn't really script on what we were going to no. talk about, but I believe that somebody needs to hear this yes. and somebody needs to recognize that this Auntie Cherry described that, you know, she got scripture, she got devotional, she mm -hmm. got, she got answers from God. You know, as you mentioned, some of your struggles that you had, you even mentioned that you were a divorcee and your children wanted you to, to forgive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your ex-husband, your dad, their dad. And walk me through that a little bit because when you return to the Lord, one of the hardest things to do is to forgive those that have hurt you mm -hmm. along the way or even cause you to backslide or even cause you, or I wouldn't say they caused you to backslide, but they were a part of that decision to go back. Mm -hmm. And so I know... You know, many people don't like to talk about the pains that they go through and people that they hurt them. But I know you have done quite a bit of series on forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I just personally want to hear how did that start and who did it start with and how did it transition to who you are today? Okay, you know, the Lord speaks um, to us loud. He speaks in that still small voice. And earlier on, I kept on telling you, I asked the Lord to show me me, the way he sees me. And I think because of the close relationship with my daughters, and I, especially at that time, the, one of the daughters did some training with a missionary, you know, organization, non-denominational. And she, at 16, had to deal with unforgiveness. And I'm like, excuse me? What kind of unforgiveness do you have in your heart? And she explained to me, take the light off of me, mom. Dad want, God wants you to forgive our dad. And I said, forgive him? But if he didn't do this, or but if he didn't say that, I would not have had to get angry. I would not have to tell him off. So if anybody needs to come and ask for forgiveness, I think it's him. Wow. She used back the word of God and remind me, if your brother have ought against you, you are the one to go and tell him sorry. So it's not about you, mom, but what God wants to do through your life. And another thing, mom, but is not forgiveness. But is a way of justifying your reason that you should not forgive. And yes, you mentioned about teaching a lot on forgiveness. And in my book, I mentioned this where we have to do a role play. And she represented her dad. And you know, Carla, oh, my two daughters look like me. Well, that day, 
her father's image was right in her face. And you talk about nervous. I'm trying to say to her representing him, I am sorry for every time I cause you pain. I am sorry. And I had to be going down the list and the tears rolling down my hand. At the end of it, she says, mom, you can do it. And I said, what do you mean I can do it? She said, you can go face to face to dad and tell him. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I think this snow, after I did this part, that was good enough because this is seed, this is child. I tell you, it's it good. <laughs> and she said, mom, you need to make an appointment with dad and just deal with it. And I made, uh, like Gideon, a fleece. Mm -hmm. I said, God, if this is you, it's Monday. Everybody know the beauty <laughs> parlor clothes. Let him just pass this way. Oh, my father divine, why did I pray that? I see her that knock on the, the door because I had this client that was traveling. I don't work on a Monday. Mm -hmm. And who I saw there, oh, I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then I said, wow, what are you doing here? They're just passing and I saw your car, you know, you love money. And, and I'm like, me? You start the acquisition again? Anyhow, I said, if it's possible, can we meet up later? I'll be here until about three o'clock, which I figure I could do, finish by two. Of course, I try to finish by two o'clock to escape it. And he did show up. I had to make a face-to-face -face encounter. And I remember my daughter saying, but is not forgiveness. And I begin to explain that the Lord is doing a new thing in my life. And I want to ask your forgiveness for, and I'm going down the list. To me, that list was over long. And I thought it was good. And my friend would have just said, you know, it's not you alone. <laughs> I did some things too. Mm -hmm. I just got one of those blank look. That's it. So you don't remember when you... So you don't remember when you, so you don't remember. And I'm like, so he added to the list. Oh, father divine. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no escape. Mm -hmm. But after I did it, I asked the Lord during that time, though, please don't let me cry. Because those days when you caused me to cry, I became very angry. Yes. Because you should not cause me to cry. Or I'm very weak and vulnerable. So whichever way it went, Cherry wasn't going to win. So the good Lord spared me from crying. And when we walked away, you could use a bucket and fold the tears. Mm. But in the midst of that crying, the weight of this dead thing that I've been carrying on my shoulder began to leave. And I heard the scripture, John 8, 36, who the Son of God said, free is free indeed. So the role play with my daughter helped to give me some courage. Mm -hmm. The bot helped me to realize don't bot it, just deal with it. Mm -hmm. Did he repent as well? No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. God in his sovereignness allowed me to walk away from that place free. And so when you ask a person for forgiveness, it's a gift you're giving them. But it's also a gift you are receiving. So whether or not Carla, that person come back and say to you, Carla, I'm asking for your forgiveness though. It doesn't necessarily yes. have to go that way. So your thing is to make the choice to forgive that person. 
and also to forgive yourself. Because remember, when the list started adding on, I started to feel embarrassed mm -hmm. that I did those things that I had wiped out of my slate. And so I had to revisit me and ask myself, self-forgiveness, I had to deal with self-forgiveness as well. Wow. So I had to forgive myself, not just this weight that I was carrying around. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really, really powerful. And I just want to let you know, I'm going to pause right here and let you know that Winston Williams, Auntie Cherry, wrote a book, Receiving Healing Through Forgiveness, A Guide to Freedom. Mm -hmm. And as she said, it is a guide to freedom when you can forgive. Amen. You necessarily might not have that person forgive you, mm -hmm. but the fact that you are willing to forgive them, even if they did you wrong, exactly, it is such freedom because mm -hmm. that's the same way God has forgiven our sins. Wow. Um, I am stumped at this part of it because, <laughs> as I said, you know, earlier, we didn't really plan on what we were no. going to talk about. And one of the things, some there were some nuggets that came out of this episode. And I just want you to know, first of all, I believe that every person needs a spiritual mom. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that you need to have mentors within the church that would take up even the younger ones exactly. and help them the backsliders you need them there to to be there to encourage them mm -hmm. to let them recognize that your testimony may be similar to theirs mm -hmm. and the same fires that they walk through and god helped you that you walk through and god helped you to walk through god can do the same thing for them as well mm -hmm. so it's all really based on forgiveness yeah and i like the part that you said forgiveness of yourself because mm -hmm. i think that's one of the hardest parts Backslider yes. Yes. is to forgive yourself for all the things that you have done, mm -hmm. but you must recognize that God forgave you, yes. and once He forgave you, all is done because mm -hmm. it's far from the east from the west. Your sins are forgotten, yes. and so you got to forgive yourself as well. Yeah. I just I don't think this episode is completely finished, and I think I'm going to invite Auntie Cherry again to let us talk further on this. But we're going to wrap up this particular episode, and I just want. Auntie Cherry to just leave some words of wisdom as she has always done when she used to call me those mid <laughs> crazy hours in the morning. Um, just to leave a couple words of wisdom before we close off to our listeners. One of the things I would say to the listener, Carla, which I've said to myself, forgiveness is giving up your right to hurt the one who hurt you. And that right could even be to your own self. Stop hurting, Carla. Stop hurting, Cherry. As you said, Jesus has already forgiven us. It's a choice to forgive. And um, when you choose not to forgive, you're holding yourself in bondage. In the book, I talk about being imprisoned by my own thought. And that in itself, Carla, is another one that I've wrapped so many people, wrapped them up in such a way like a golf ball, so tight, there's no airspace. And I realized there was a nine-year-old imprisoned child, got married, believing that her marriage was going to be the best, even challenging her mom, my mom, to say my marriage will be better than hers. Hers was 60 odd years till that lowest part. So that nine-year-old imprisoned child, I had to revisit and deal with her. 
And when I revisit, I realize I was being imprisoned by my thought, you know, and uh, oh, there's a Bob Marley song that speak about liberate yourself, set yourself free. And in the church, sometimes we don't like to hear lyrics like these, but songs like it's these profound. are profound songs. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I find now for me, it's quick and easy forgiveness. Sometimes persons are saying, but yeah, I'm telling me sorry for. But within myself, your facial expression or your body language, or you hear people say, I take that on as an offense. Before you take it on as an offense, I say to you, Carlos, stop. I didn't mean it like that. Know who you are. Know your strength. Thanks, Auntie Cherry. Know who you are. Know your strength. And don't forget to forgive. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Straight Talk Real Journeys. Thank you again. Have a great day.